0: Hey everybody, I'm Maggie. And I'm Amber. And this is Crime Country. Today we're in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pennsylvania is the 33rd largest state and the 5th most populous, which makes it the 9th most densely populated of the 50 states. (laughs) I guess when I think about it, that makes sense, but I was like surprised when I read it. Like, wow, I didn't know there was that many people
1: in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I guess I didn't, I mean, I guess I don't think about how many people there are like in any state and then I'm just like holy shit that's a lot of people like well, you think like some states you New York,
0: like, yeah California yeah, Texas a lot of people yeah but there's a lot of people in Pennsylvania which I guess kind of makes sense we're getting to the coast coastal yeah. that upper portion of the country there's pretty populated um and around DC for sure yeah so Pennsylvania is one of the original one of the 13 original founding states. Between Lake Erie and the Delaware River Pennsylvania has 140 miles of waterfront. Wow. Yeah, it's not a super big state. Um, The first polio vaccine was developed in Pennsylvania in 1952 And Pennsylvania is also known as the snack food capital of the world as their snack food industry generates more than 5.1 billion dollars annually. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That is. Um, If you visit Pennsylvania, you can visit the Liberty Bell or Independence Hall, which is where the Constitution was signed. Uh, There's like countless historical buildings and museums, I think it'd be really neat to go on, a, like, an architectural tour of Pennsylvania and just see some of the old buildings from, like, the beginning of our country, basically.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, like, I was seeing some of the pictures while I was researching it, and i was like, I want to go inside that building. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you visit Pennsylvania, oh, I already said that, <laughs> hmm. you could see a bunch of cool architecture. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh Some weird laws in Pennsylvania include you cannot barter with children. (laughs) Like you can't trade your children for goods.
1: Oh, alright. Well, that's a good thing that you can't do that.
0: (laughs) Not be like, hey kid, I'll I'll give you uh, this lollipop for that money.
1: (laughs) I got my kid for that uh, hacksaw. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's illegal
0: to sing in the bathtub. To stay? To sing. Oh, and like, to stay in the bathtub? What? Sorry, I think I said it weird. Uh, yeah, illegal to sing in the bathtub. So Julia Roberts and Pretty, women would be, pretty Woman would be fucked. Huh. Uh-huh. Sixteen or more women cannot live together at the same place because that would constitute a brothel.
1: And who would want to live with sixteen other women in one spot? Wouldn't be
0: in like dormitories.
1: Uh, I guess. Yeah, that but also, makes like, sense.
0: Just because there's a lot of ladies doesn't mean they're selling their bodies. Come on. <laughs> we have more self-control than that, sir. <laughs> uh, it's illegal to discharge a cannon or a gun at a wedding. Huh. Right. But that would be fun. Like- <laughs> It's dangerous. Funny, it's dangerous, Amber. <laughs> uh, in Bensalem, Pennsylvania, felons are not allowed to play bingo. Okay, that's weird. Form on gambling, I guess. Um, I guess that. I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Uh, in Morrisville, women must have a permit to wear cosmetics. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, Pennsylvania fireworks stores cannot sell fireworks. To residents of Pennsylvania.
1: What? <laughs> right? They just they just have them for all the out of staters but can't get them in their state?
0: Yeah, I bet 2020 was a really hard year for fireworks stores. <laughs> Not a lot yeah. of people traveling. <laughs> <Can't>, <laughs> can count on those out of towners for our firework cells. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. So, we're in Pennsylvania and here we go! All right. You're up.
1: All right. So this week I wanted to talk about the pizza bomber (laughs) and I'm gonna go back to it because like I need to watch all the things and finish all the research because I was just like oh I know like a little bit about this but I didn't know any of the details and I didn't know it was like a bank heist, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Amber's never seen Evil Genius, everyone. And she's she's missing out. We should do like a bonus episode after you watch Evil Genius. Just like recapping it and talking about it. Because okay. it's crazy.
1: Yeah, so that was the case that I wanted to do this week. But I'm a slacker. And then I didn't realize that the Evil Genius was about that. Until I like started doing my research. And then I was like, okay. Oh,
0: it's really good. It's I'm not a huge documentary person, which is weird. I think for a crime podcaster, um, <laughs> but I especially like the series ones. I get bored. I want my yeah. documentaries to be like quick and interesting. But yeah. um, so like Making a Murderer season two was like the more, most boring thing I've ever seen on TV. Uh, but Evil yeah, I- Genius is not boring. It's insane. It has the craziest cast of characters. The whole story's. Just mind-boggling. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm not going to be talking about that this week, but I did find another super, like, interesting one. But again, I'm kind of just scratching the surface. Like, there's a lot of extra with this one, too. Okay, cool. Um, so, I'm going to tell you about the unfortunate murder of a man who was part of what people have deemed an online cult. Ooh, an online cult? Isn't that yeah. what Facebook is? <laughs> <laughs> you could compare it. Just <laughs> 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 so, um, I mean, that's
0: what QAnon is for sure.
1: What's QAnon? You've never heard of
0: QAnon? No. It's like the extreme Trump supporter group online. Huh. They believe all these crazy conspiracy theories about how Democrats are all pedophiles and they spread the rumor about Hillary Clinton doing children's sex trafficking out of a pizzeria in D.C. And then a guy actually went to that pizzeria and like shot the place up searching for the kids that were locked in the basement. The building didn't even have a fucking basement. And he like went in there with a fucking AR-15 or something and was like shooting at locks on the doors and trying to find the basement that didn't exist because people believe these crazy conspiracies and QAnon are the the crazy mofos.
1: Alright, well I didn't know that was a thing but (laughs) they're an online cult, I swear to god. Alrighty, well so there was also another like podcast that did um, like a series on this lady too and that's where that's why i'm saying like there's so much more like i'm just gonna scratch the surface but there's like years and years and years of her podcast and radio show and like all kinds of weirdo shit
0: yeah because we're not a series show we just tell individual stories at a time so
1: plug that podcast if
0: people want to learn more they can go listen to it
1: it was what was it called the Opportunist, I think, is what it was called, and it was like a series of like four episodes or something. Um, I'll find the link and I'll put it for our references. Cool, as well. it'll be
0: in our show notes, y'all.
1: So um, Sherry Schreiner is the cult leader. It's a good name. And she actually passed away. Some I couldn't find her actual like date of death.
0: Uh, that's the most frustrating.
1: So I don't know. When it was, but I think it was, like, in 2018, but I don't know for sure, because I couldn't freaking find it. <laughs> okay. Because um, there was a, a website that I found, but it said that they were notified in May of 2020, but she's she died before that. Okay. So... Anyways, so Sherry was actually in Ohio, not Pennsylvania, but she had followers all over the world, and a few of them were Barbara Rogers and Steven Mineo, and so Sherry has this podcast, she has a talk radio, she's got a website, um, all the things. She's got everything going on.
0: She's like an OG podcaster.
1: Yeah, and like her website is super duper like old school, and like it looks like a website that I like created in college for like a college class. Yeah.
0: I made a website in high school. I think my soft or I mean my junior year mm-hmm. from this like free website site. Oh my gosh, it was
1: so ridiculous.
0: It's probably yeah. like that.
1: It's probably exactly like that. So, and um yeah, it's like Sherry Talk Radio is her radio website and then if you just Google uh, Sherry Schreiner, all the things will come up. Um, so she preaches online from Ohio um, that the world is pretty much being taken over by reptile aliens. And um, <laughs> it's, uh. it's freaking weird. And um, there's this super powered substance that she has called organic Oregon Oregon um not like this the state it's like or gone like gone (laughs) bye okay (laughs) um how did she
0: get her hands on it
1: so basically it's just like a fucking metal hunk
0: of shit like she found like a metal scrap in the dirt and was like ah this is Oregon
1: Yeah, probably some weirdo (laughs) stuff. But she claims that this destroys demons and clones and zombies and all these things. And then she also believed that Jesus was actually Satan, but only followers of God. But they didn't call God, God. They said, Yahuwah, like only followers of this Yahuwah person will go to heaven. Oh, and
0: and they're the people who accept that Jesus was not a savior. Yeah. They know Yahoo is the real savior. Yeah. Got it. I'm following you. Reptiles are bad. Uh, metal pieces are Alien. good. Jesus was bad. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Got it. I'm, I'm staying with you.
1: <laughs> and like, this stuff was so weird. So, like, I don't even know half of the story, basically. Like, there's so much more. But so she would sell this Oregon stuff and. It was just like a solid metal hunk of shit. But there was like spots in it and it looked like a little cupcake. Like you you put all the stuff in like a cupcake mold and you mold it and then you sell these hunks of shit.
0: Which is probably exactly what she was doing. She was <clears throat> melting metal into a shape and selling it as Oregon. And it was yeah. probably really like fucking aluminum.
1: And so all of her followers would buy this for like <laughs> money and it was gonna repel the enemies and keep them safe from the demons send me $40 I'll send you an aluminum cupcake it was literally I think like $44 that she was <laughs> um plus shipping
0: something. she's yeah. not paying for the shipping <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: probably not, oh, that's funny it would it had to have been pretty freaking heavy so I mean I mean, not if it was an aluminum. If, if it was aluminum. Well, if it was aluminum, no.
0: And that would be the most cost effective for her because aluminum's cheap as dirt. So if she was really just like melting aluminum, it would be lightweight. Yeah. Cheap. And then she could make a bunch of them and make $45 off of each one that she sent out to some <laughs> poor person that fell for her shit.
1: Yeah. So that was her, her jam. So she has all these crazy theories. And she also like thought it was like political and like the government was involved because she was convinced that she was on a government hit list and <laughs> all of this stuff. And then um, the government doesn't want the truth getting out
0: <laughs> about the, the aliens and the reptile people.
1: Yeah, so she was on the list for them to put the kibosh on her. uh, (laughs) Because they had been been,
0: infiltrated by the reptile people. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but most politicians have tails.
1: Yep. (laughs) So, tails and scales and... Yeah. Um, Fucking weirdo lady, man. So, also, a few of her followers have, like, died within a five-year span. And of course, she Sherry Schreiner is convinced that they were murdered by the U.S. government.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say that she was their life insurance beneficiary.
1: No, but that, <laughs> that would have been crazy. Yeah. I mean, could have been a thing. But so she's like, well, one of them committed suicide. The first girl that died. She was super young. She was like 20 and she got caught up in this weirdo shit with this weirdo lady. And so she just had all these weird thoughts. And basically from what I could read in one of the articles, like her brother said that her suicide note was basically like she was convinced that she was going to go do good things and she was basically sacrificing herself kind of thing.
0: That sucks, because it's probably a vulnerable person who's always struggled with mental health problems. Maybe they have some severe depression, and they think the only way they're going to benefit anybody is if they, like, cross over to the other side that this lady has convinced them is real and actually, like, do good work on that side. And it's like, those those are the vulnerable people like that are the reason we have to have restrictions on this kind of thing, like, on organized religion and stuff. Like, i just, like, fucking... That cult leader that killed all those people in Johannesburg or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. that What was that one? Like, the, the, they all drank the Kool-Aid yeah, or whatever? it's
0: the, like, drink the Kool-Aid case. And it's yeah, so terrible.
1: Yeah, that was, like, a mass suicide. That was awful. I accidentally
0: listened to some of the audio recording because they recorded
1: the oh, whole thing. God. Yeah. Uh, so, and, yeah. like,
0: it starts with the children.
1: Ugh. Literally like I
0: it's burned into my heart the sounds and it was like, Ugh, I uh, no, 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 thank you. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, I don't I just it's crazy to me that there's these people that can just like mind fuck all of these people.
0: Yeah, and get the kind of power where they get away with something like that. Yeah. Ugh scary.
1: I don't understand. Scary scary. So that happened five years prior to Stephen Mineo, his death. So he ends up dying an unfortunate death. Um, so the first girl, she believed that the, epo- that the apocalypse was near, and she <laughs> wrote her note, and then she drove herself to a park, and she overdosed on sleeping pills in the park. So, like, that was not swift, that was not suffered and that's awful yeah. and it's just so sad because obviously that's not immediate you are, you're gonna feel like dog shit you're gonna be your body's just gonna be reacting to that and then you're just ugh. hopefully she just fell asleep you know hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully there was so
0: much in her system that she really did just like fall asleep and stop breathing and was so out of it she didn't wake up in a struggle or something like that's hopefully. the most you can hope for in that situation
1: yeah <sighs> so, um, let's see. And again, like she was just a young girl. She was twenty. So this is just super tragic, super sad. And no one knows really what was truly like what she was dealing with. There was not a lot of details in in what I could find. But yeah. So not not bueno.
0: Yeah. And Sherry's like, it's the government.
1: Yeah, the government did it. It, she was killed by a NATO death squad. Bah, bah, bah. Like, all this weird stuff. And, cool. like, okay, whatever. Like, your followers still just worship you, but your people are dying. And, like, you would think people would start second-guessing stuff. But, nope, they just fed into it. And they were just like, oh, we love you. We're yeah. going to continue to follow you.
0: Well, that it must be the NATO death squad. That makes more sense to me. So much sense. Ugh. So then five years later...
1: So, five years later, Barbara Rogers and Steven Mineo, so they had been following Sherry Schreiner for over a decade at the point. They started following her in, like, the early 2000s. We're in, like, 2017 at this point. So, this lady's been doing her jam, her pod, not necessarily her podcast, but her talk radio for, like, 14 years, like, forever. shit. Crazy. Yeah. She was doing it for a while um so barbara rogers and Stephen mineo they're her followers things had been getting like rocky at this point though because sherry started saying weird stuff to, <laughs>
0: she just barely started saying weird
1: stuff well to steven directly <laughs> and like your girlfriend barbara she's a reptilian witch and all this weird stuff and um so the whole reason why these weird accusations started from Sherry saying that she's a, a witch, she ends up calling her a vampire witch reptilian super soldier in one of the articles. That's so, so many things. Yeah. Like,
0: I want to break that down. A vampire witch, which um, I didn't watch all the seasons of Vampire Diaries, but I'm pretty sure vampires and witches kind of hate each other or something. Uh, <laughs> reptilian yeah what was the next thing super soldier (laughs) oh that someone has like mobilized (laughs) these three things into a device to use against their enemies wow
1: so that's just like one iteration of the stuff that she came up with holy shit (laughs) the, the reason why she thought this because Barbara had posted, like, a video on Facebook of something that she was eating. It was steak tartare. So it's basically raw steak that she was eating. And she was like, oh, my God, this is so good with, like, garlic, fresh garlic. And so... she then, was a vampire, she wouldn't put garlic on it. Duh. Oh, you're right, you're right. But there is um, blood, and yeah,
0: so, that's where the witch comes in.
1: Yep, exactly, because <laughs> she's like, only witches eat raw meat because they want the blood blah blah blah. that would be
0: the vampire part.
1: <laughs> vampire whatever um so and reptiles have yeah, really long
0: tongues it, she probably but- just bleh,
1: like licked it into her face yeah i don't know man so she tells, <laughs> sorry i'm being ridiculous i apologize tells this weird stuff so Steven's like no you're crazy she's not this reptilian witch whatever and so he defends Barbara against Sherry and is like no like I'm not gonna let you mind fuck me like she's not this person like that you're trying to say
0: I believe everything else you've said for the last 14 years but this is where I draw the line
1: yeah basically (laughs) and so then this created some riffs because she was like no this is what she is and you're like she's gonna kill you or whatever like blah 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 even
0: brainwash
1: yeah and so then at the at that point they kind of start to kind of taper off barbara and stephen kind of taper off and do their thing and i guess at that point also stephen was like okay i gotta expose this crazy lady because she's getting out of hand and after 14 years you know
0: yeah like you do
1: yeah so he's like all right i'm gonna expose her so apparently he posted like five videos or something like exposing her but i mean nothing really came of it like she still didn't lose followers really like Hmm. she still had everybody so that happened and then now we're gonna fast forward to july of 2017 Barbara Rogers, she's 42 at this point, and Stephen Mineo's 32, so he's 10 years younger, and they're kind of removed from this cult, I guess, sort of. They're sort of removed, but not completely.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. Like it's, They've made personal relationships with a bunch of these people, and it's hard to just completely cut off contact with all of them, especially when you like believe the same thing they believe. It's just this one thing where you're like, my wife is not a reptile vampire witch soldier. Oh. And they're like, but Sherry said. And you're like, yeah. no, but she's just wrong on this one thing, guys. I yeah, still want to be one, your friend. Like, people make mistakes. It's just this one thing, I swear. She's not a reptile.
1: Uh, I've seen her naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're going about their day, and they are doing whatever, but they end up at the bar. They're having a couple drinks, but they're not, like, getting shitty, but they did close the bar down. They were there till two. Do you remember, like,
0: getting shitty at the bar? Remember when that was a thing?
1: Yeah, that was a thing. (sighs) Sorry. Anyways, they closed the bar down. So, they closed the bar down, but they weren't, like, super intoxicated. They paced themselves, like, whatever. So, um, they get home, and they live in I can't remember the city because I didn't fucking write it in my notes. They live in like the forest area of Pennsylvania somewhere. And so right outside of their house, there's like just the woods into the abyss. And so they get home from the bar and they're like, let's go shoot guns in the forest. At
0: 2 a.m.
1: Like you do, you know? Uh totally. So they go into the woods behind their home and – they shoot the gun for a bit. Nothing bad happens at this point. Okay. And so um, I guess this was like a normal thing for them, especially <laughs> since they did it at like 2 in the morning and like they weren't causing a scene or raising any red flags, I guess. I How don't know. far away
0: are their nearest neighbors? Because even if their nearest neighbors are pretty far away, you're still going to hear gunshots at 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? So they do their thing. I don't know how long they did that, but they come inside. And then here's where it gets dicey. Because once they get inside, apparently, allegedly, Steven is just distraught with this falling out of the cold. And he takes his gun and he puts it to his forehead, and then he takes Barbara's hands and makes her point blank pull the trigger with the gun right point blank in his, like, right in the middle of his forehead. She, this is her claiming this is what happened. Uh, um, yeah, so he put the gun to his forehead, put her hands on the gun, and begged her to pull the trigger. Yeah. Huh.
0: Interesting so, story, Barbara.
1: Right. And, But then there's, again, some more back and forth, because she claims that she thought the gun was empty, but, like, they'd just been shooting. She probably knew that there was still bullets in there. Like, no. And even so, you don't, like, what? Why would you do that? Barbara, you're a vampire
0: witch reptile. You have so many better, more creative ways to kill a person.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and you pick this. So that's her story. That's what she sticks with. But she, like I said, point blank in the forehead, not far away. Just literally, he was so close, like mob execution style. Yeah, there was burn marks from the gun on his forehead, touching
0: his skin. Yes.
1: So then, after this happens, she's standing over his body, and then she calls the cops and is like, "Hey, um, who?" Like I shot him. Like she says, she shot him, but she's like he made me do it. So, anyways, huh. the cops come. They're like, okay. So they take her to the police station immediately, obviously, to get this, this, the full story and question her. So, hours and hours, they're like questioning her, and the cops are like, D- did you have like domestic violence? Like, yeah. what, did were you fighting? Fight? <laughs> yeah. What? What? What's the backstory like? And from what it sounded like, they were like trying to be like, there's gotta be a reason that you did this. What did he do? But she was-
0: They want a motive for the murder.
1: Yeah. And she's like, no, no, we weren't fighting. Like, things were fine. He just wanted to die. That's, that's, that's the story that I'm sticking to. Yeah. So- but she does end up confessing and telling the police in great detail what happened. And so then she also like reenacts how she's standing over him and how she did it. And they're like, Yeah, you don't just your original story of him like placing your hands on the gun and making you do it, that's not that's not adding up yeah. with reenactment. No. So anyways, they're like, Yeah, lady, you fucking did this. You shot him, you're you're getting arrested. You told us you shot him,
0: your story doesn't make sense, you're under arrest.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's in 2017, July of 2017, and so in 2019, she was convicted of third-degree murder, not first-degree murder, not second-degree murder, well, third-degree murder. She did call the police immediately. That's
0: the end of reasoning I have for that. I don't know how she got third-degree murder. Did she plead did she take a plea?
1: No, they were going to they were um they the judge asked her if she wanted to accept a plea for third-degree murder but she declined. But she still got like that's still what the, the jury, jury gave her. Oh. Yeah. Her story so, must have been
0: kind of convincing, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how it was third degree like you blatantly like shot someone point blank in the in the face safe. like that you don't you knew what the consequence of that was maybe
0: the jury was like there's literally no motive for this she called the cops immediately and immediately told them what she did yeah and was honest about everything so why would she be lying about the situation leading up to it and they couldn't get past the fact there was no motive i don't know like that's weird that's crazy
1: i don't know it's super weird so she's convicted of third degree murder and then her she was sentenced to 15 to 40 years wow and they're like all right whatever like that's a thing but 15 to 40 years obviously steven's mom was like no she should be put to death immediately like she shot my son point blank in the head. Which, like, 15 to
0: 40 years could mean eight years. Really. You, the, you know, like, you could be paroled yeah. after, like, 60% of your sentence is served and your sentence is yeah. 15 to 40. I don't know. Maybe it's without the possibility of parole before 15 years. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I don't know
1: because it didn't specify that. Pearl's but,
0: weird, and it changes with the states, and it's a weird thing.
1: Yeah, so um, the district attorney was like, yeah, we would have liked to see her get more, because they asked for, like, 20 to 40 years, but they got 15 to 40 instead, so um, let's see. So, and then she tries to appeal this later on, and her defense argued for leniency, because She was a veteran, um, she had PTSD, and she was a mother of three with no prior criminal record. So that was what her defense was going off of. So maybe they finagled some things in that initial trial that helped, I don't know. Did anybody mention
0: that she was a vampire, witch, reptilian, (laughs) super soldier?
1: (laughs) Well, they brought up the cult, the cult (laughs) following So they knew about the cult. Um,
0: I wonder how the jury took that, though. Maybe the jury was like, oh, shit, that's scary. We better give her third degree instead of first degree, because this bitch will cast a spell on us and then, like, stick us with her fangs.
1: That could be a thing. Maybe they were just mortified and like, oh, my God, the lady is going to get me with her, (laughs) her spells, like you said. But so she's tried to appeal her sentence because she doesn't think she needs to spend that much time in jail i guess yeah. but he made her do it you know like guys yeah. do so he made her do it and in her appeal she was basically kind of saying like in the moment she was when she was being questioned by the cops and all the things she was under distress and she didn't know she didn't knowingly willingly. Like waive her Miranda rights, but she was advised of her rights and she signed a paper and, and waived those rights. And so,
0: not only like, did they say them out loud, she read them and signed the paper.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're like, "Um, you signed it," and she's like, "Well, but in the in the moment, I just i, I wasn't in the right mindset, and it wasn't clear because we'd been drinking and I sure you'd, had to cooperate. Been, you'd been questioning me for hours and blah, 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 like every reason under the sun why she didn't realize what she had done. But again, when it was all said and done, she knew she pulled the trigger. She knew what she did when she was assisting in killing her boyfriend because he wanted to die. But whatever. So anyways, her appeal was definitely um, denied. And that was just recently, just in February of this year. Wow. It was denied, so wow. they're like, "Man, nah,
0: you you don't have a case."
1: <laughs> yeah, you're kind of fucked up, and you're gonna you're gonna stay in prison for as long as as long as you can, like as long as they'll keep you, like you're gonna be there.
0: Yeah, you're gonna serve yeah. a sentence.
1: I feel bad for um, her kids. Yeah, that's awful. Cause they're gonna have issues. Yeah, and then also one of her defense defenses was that she had bipolar disorder and she was off her meds during the time of the murder but i don't know what that really has to do with anything like
0: yeah it's not a
1: valid excuse for murder no not even close so yeah that's um the unfortunate events for steven mineo and yeah his family his mother is not pleased with. Her sentence and she's just is like, that should be permanent. It's totally unfair. Like what, what you did to my son is permanent. He's never coming back. Like you shouldn't be given so much grace in this situation.
0: Did Sherry start using this as
1: like, I told you so she was going to kill him. That's what I told him. So I am, I wouldn't doubt that if that's the case, because she did continue to have her like podcasts and radio show and so people were always like coming at her and she's just like no she was crazy like blah 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 she was all about it she, basically exactly i told you this exactly. was gonna happen
0: well, i told I him that she was gonna kill him so he yeah. trusted her over me and he left my group and then he died
1: yeah and uh-huh. so people are like hmm why are people from this cult group just dying And then she's like, it's the government. The government killed them all. But yeah, she was definitely an interesting, interesting lady. And the information that I provided literally just scratches the surface. There's years. How did she die? She died of natural causes.
0: (laughs) You sure? Are you sure it wasn't one of the reptiles? I mean, I'm not positive,
1: (laughs) but. I wonder if
0: she still has like a following, like if her group is still going.
1: So it did say that like her children keep up her website, like they keep paying for like the domain, I guess or something. and they' it's unclear on if her children continue to update it or what what is going on, but all of it's still there. and it did one of the articles did mention that her children do keep up on it, but I don't think they post new stuff. Huh. I think they just maintain what's there. Yeah. So, super weird, pretty interesting, Um, and I'll probably finish listening to the podcast that I started listening to. I listened to one uh, episode of it, and then I didn't finish it because there was, like, four, but I was like, okay, I got enough to do this, Um, but I will definitely link the podcast so if people want to listen. and. It was really good because even just the one episode that I listened to, they have like recording um, recordings of interviews and they had the recording of the police call, um, the 911 call from Barbara. So it was pretty good and it's worth listening to because it's definitely got more details and more information than I provided. Yeah,
0: I might listen because I'm really curious. Like I was rooting for Barbara and then she just goes and, Shoots him in the head. It doesn't make sense. I don't like. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Why, why would she do that? Unless she really is a vampire, witch, reptilian, super soldier. In which case, I think I'm a believer.
1: <laughs> in which case, I think I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> you sold show- me, Amber.
0: That's what you were doing here, right? You want me to join <laughs> your
1: online cult?
0: Yeah. I'm doing it. Shirley is our god.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um and the podcast that i use that i listen to is like super recent like it just released in january of this year oh, wow. and the most recent episode was february 23rd so it's got four episodes so i don't know if that is all or if there's more yeah there might so, be yeah cool brand really new interesting but it's really good god i i like the
0: weird stories
1: yeah, I liked this one because it was a weird one. And then I was the cult aspect because I haven't covered anything except like hardcore, like murder, <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, I need to shy away from that a little bit and get in like dabble in some new stuff. And so that's why I was also really excited about the fucking pizza bomber. And I'm so mad at myself. There's that plenty I didn't. of murder in this.
0: Yeah. But seriously, tell me when you're rewatching it and I'll rewatch it too. And then we'll just have to schedule an extra night and do just a recap. Like we'll just talk about how we feel about it. Take some notes of stuff that you think is interesting when you're watching and I will too. And then we'll just make like a mini episode of us just like commenting on the craziness (laughs) is
1: it's, it's like the people
0: let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be fun.
1: Yeah. I need to, I want to watch it so bad now.
0: Next time Aaron's out of town, that's going to be what you watch. Just like bring a notepad. And it doesn't have to be anything serious. We don't really need to recap it. It'll yeah. just be for people who know the story. And we'll just talk about how we feel about it. And I'll rewatch it because I want to rewatch it. It's been a while.
1: Okay. Sounds like a plan. I'm all about it. Okay.
0: Bonus episode coming soon, maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: I'm doing an old timey one.
1: Ooh, I like the old-timey ones. They're
0: fun. They are fun, but sometimes they don't have enough details to tell a good story.
1: Yeah, that's true. But this one does. I'm excited. I like the old-timey ones.
0: Yeah. So I'm telling you today about the Biddle Brothers,
1: which is just a great name.
0: Biddle Brothers. Biddle Brothers. So Jack and Ed Biddle. Immediate side note. his (laughs) His name may have been John, not Jack, but I read a bunch of articles, and it was like
1: 50-50. Weird.
0: Yeah. Well, John, Jack, same thing. Yeah, maybe Jack's a nickname for Jonathan in the late 1800s. Maybe. Could be. Um. So, I'm gonna call him Jack because the main article I started off with called him Jack. But just okay. know, his name might have been John. He's not the main character, but he's one of them. So, J- <laughs> Jack and Ed Biddle were born in the 1870s in Ontario, Canada. Ed was the younger of the two brothers, but he was a really good-looking and suave young man. People were really just like drawn to him. He had this real like magnetism to him. And Jack was just kind of like his sidekick. It was like a little <laughs> tag along. And yeah. Jack, Jack was like four years older than him, but Ed was the the star of the show for sure. So, their father was a drunk, and he had gone to Canada from New York to avoid the Civil War. Like, he didn't want to get drafted or whatever it was called at the time. So, he fled to Canada, met a lady. They had, like, six or seven kids. Oh, boy. And he was a terrible father. So, he was a drunk. I didn't hear much about the mother, but um, the kids just kind of had to fend for themselves. Like, if you can get food, get food. Like
1: basically. Yikes.
0: So they didn't start off on the best foot. Uh, and that's probably how Ed and Jack ended up in a life of crime. Probably. Yikes. So when they were young men, they traveled to the United States from Canada and they started committing crimes. It said they landed in jail a few times for different things that they were doing. Uh, and they were actively run out of at least four towns.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. before
1: yeah, they okay. You guys are bad news bears. Get the fuck out of here.
0: We don't even want you in our jail. Just leave.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Just
0: bye. <laughs> so they uh, were run out of at least four towns before they ended up in Pennsylvania. So in 1901, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania started experiencing a string of robberies. It was early 1901. And these robbers would come like super late at night when they knew the victims would be asleep. And some of their victims, they would just, like, chloroform them while they were sleeping to make sure they didn't wake up and then rob them. But some of them, they'd wake up and shake them out of their beds and then, like, force them to hand over anything valuable in the home. And then they'd go on to, like, terrorize them just for fun.
1: Oh, gosh. Just chloroform me and take my things
0: and really right? like, I just want to wake up really confused about why I didn't wake up to someone robbing my house. Yeah. Um so they they end up, ended up being known as the chloroform gang because of the the way that they, they did their robberies. I'm guessing they left behind a chloroform rag or something so people knew yeah. like, oh, that's why I didn't wake up. <laughs> Cuz it's like 1901. It's not like the houses are huge or anything. Right, right. Um but then the people who they did wake up, they would just torture them. And at the time it was considered indecent to print the details of most of the stuff that they would do to these people so apparently it was terrible but there's not a lot of details about what they would do but the one like super kind of detailed story that i heard was one old lady they were robbing refused to cooperate she wouldn't get them her valuables or whatever so one of the men Busted up one of her chairs, a wood chair. He like broke it on the ground and then until he could pull off one of the legs. And then he used that to beat her so badly she almost died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they were bad dudes. And they kept coming in the night. People were kind of terrified. Um and I, I don't know what else they did, but it was bad. So there were three men doing these robberies. It was Jack and Ed Biddle. And then their friend Walter
1: Dorman? Or his name might have been Frank Dorman? Maybe it was Walter Frank Dorman? Or Frank Walter Dorman? Must have been. Because literally, again, it was like
0: 50-50. <laughs> half the art- all articles were like, Walter Dorman. And the other half were like, Frank Dorman. So, Walter Frank, as I'm going <laughs> to call him, was the third in this uh, gang. And I think think they probably had other people working with them occasionally but I think they were the main three doing these things and so like the victims that woke up and were tortured were like there was three dudes that beat me up and took my stuff so they it wasn't like people were guessing on who did it because yeah. they had plenty of victims that still saw them so they're known as the chloroform gang because of the way they were using chloroform and in the early months of twenty er, 2019 <laughs> of 1901... Close enough. (laughs) It's basically the same thing.
1: Yeah, super close.
0: Um, So in the first few months of 1901, there were 27 burglaries happening in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, and they all had the same MO, so they were pretty sure that it was the same people doing it. Um, And again one article a lot of articles said 27 but then i saw another article that said 44 and maybe the 27 was just counting the ones in 1901 and the other ones were before 1901 yeah i'm a little unsure lots and lots of robberies like almost every night is what the articles said these but also there was 27 in the first four months of the year and that's not almost every night so i don't know Yeah, Anywhere from 27 to 44 burglaries in the same city in the first four months of
1: 1901. Yeah, that's a
0: lot. Yeah, it's quite a few. And terrifying. Can you imagine just like being awakened in your bed?
1: No, I couldn't. I would, I, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want that to happen to me.
0: (laughs) Me neither. Sorry. Sorry to make you think about it.
1: Yikes. Um...
0: Okay, so then on the morning of April 12th, 1901, a man named Thomas Connie, (laughs) Thomas, woke up to a strange noise. Um, Thomas owned a grocery store and he lived above the grocery store. So he woke up because he heard a noise downstairs in the grocery store. So he got up to investigate. And when he went downstairs, there was three men robbing his store. Of course there was. Yeah, so he confronted them, and he was shot and killed. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so the next morning or that night, I don't know. He was married, so his wife probably heard the shot. But uh his murder was reported. And so was The first
1: one that died, the other lady just almost died, and then they didn't kill anybody else so far?
0: Yes, that, that we're aware of. So they, they traveled the country committing crimes, but... This is the first murder Mm -hmm. that is known. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there was murder in other places that just never was tied to them. But this is the first one that happened in Pittsburgh, at least. Okay. So police began investigating the robbery and the murder. And that morning, when they're investigating the murder, somebody came forward and reported a tip about their neighbors. They said there's a group of people living at 34, sorry, my mouse was, <laughs> a group of people living together at 34 Fulton street. And they, they seem suspicious to whoever this was that gave the tip. And they said they were just like coming and going at all hours of the night. There was random people there all the time. It was really weird. The police should look into it. So they get this tip and they're investigating this murder and they're like, this could be our guys. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to the address, 34 Fulton Street, and they, like, knock on the door. And when the people inside weren't like, Hello, officers, please come inside. They tried forcing their way in. And when they tried to force their way in, the people inside started firing at them. Yikes. Yeah, and so one of the detectives was hit and killed. Oh. And then a posse surrounded the house. I'm not sure if this was just, like citizens that heard the gunfire and were like we got your backs cops or if it was like they called more cops to the house and surrounded it or not but um they were able to apprehend all the people in the house without any further injuries
1: that's good but i would have thought like if they were looking into like a murder they would like go in a little cautiously it's 1901 yeah i guess so
0: and they didn't know if because it was just a random tip I was like, I think my neighbors are weird, and they're investigating this murder, and they're like, maybe these people know something about this robbery. So they have no proof, and they just, and they probably tried, like, knocking on the door, and were like, hey, this is the police, you need to talk to us, and the people were like, we're not going to do that. And then the cops, I mean, it's 1901, so they have less regulation, and they were like, let us in! And the people were like, fuck off, copper! And then that made the cops mad. And so then the cop tried, like, breaking down the door and got shot or something, you know. I don't know. Um, But they arrested all the people in the house. And the people arrested were Ed and Jackie Biddle. Jackie.
1: (laughs) I'm giving him a nickname. Jack Jackie. (laughs) It doesn't
0: even say Jackie. I just said Jackie. (laughs) Ed and Jack Biddle and Walter Frank Dorman. (laughs) <laughs> and two ladies. Um, the, they pressed charges against all of them, actually, but then they ended up dropping them pretty quickly against the women that were there. So I think they probably weren't really involved in the robberies. I bet they were just, like, ladies of the night or something. Ladies
1: of the night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or friends of these guys, but they, they didn't. Yeah. They dropped the charges against them eventually. Um. So they bring in Walter Frank and... Well, they bring in all the guys, but they start talking to Walter Frank Dorman, and he's like, yeah, Jack and Ed are definitely the leaders of the Chloroform Gang. And, yeah. like, I'm their friend, and I might have been there, but but I didn't do anything bad. They did everything. They killed that guy. They robbed all those people. They beat up that old lady. They did all of that. I just, like, might have been there, maybe. But... I, I might have been around. <laughs> so he really tried to like flip on them to get yeah. away with it. And the police were like, excellent. We need you to testify. Um, so all three of the men went to trial for robbery and murder. And they were found guilty for anywhere from 27 to 41 robberies and the murder of Thomas the grocer. But I think only the Biddle brothers were tried for the murder. I think Walter Frank was just tried for the robberies or as an accessory to murder. So Walter Frank got sentenced to life in prison, but the Biddle brothers both got life sentences. Like they were sentenced to hang ASAP. ASAP. 1901. We're going to kill you tomorrow, basically. Um, But apparently, so Ed Biddle... Was, like, super hot. (laughs) Apparently. And he was, like, super suave. Like, anybody that talked to him loved him. They were all about it. He could win people over. No problem. It was his thing. Jack was not so much. But, like, he was with Ed. So he kind of got a boost in the ladies department. So they have these newspapers printing, like, sketches of them. I think they might have even printed an actual picture of them. And ladies lost their minds. So they had all these women, like, supporting them throughout their entire trial. Women were showing up to the courthouse with flowers and presents, trying to win over these murderers. And um, so then when... Walter was found Walter Frank was found guilty and sentenced to life and everybody was like okay and then they sentenced Ed and Jack to death and women were like shrieking and crying and like fainting in the courtroom because they were so upset that this good-looking man was found guilty
1: well you're gonna be next you dumbass You want him to be free? And you want him to come rob your house and beat you with a fucking wooden table? And, like, I I just don't understand
0: any of it, really. Um, But, okay, so there's a lot less going on in your life if you're a woman in 1901. uh, You don't have any rights as a human being, really. And Mm -hmm. you got married at 16 to some asshole that was friends with your dad. So you see this like 24-year-old hot guy in the news that's being accused of these horrible crimes but he's saying he's innocent and you're just like, oh, if I tell him he's I agree he's innocent, maybe he'll love me or something." I don't I, like I don't I don't get it. I don't get the mindset. But that's what happened. So ladies were obsessed with these guys but they're found guilty anyways. Um they were sentenced to hang in December of 1901, but the governor granted them a 60-day respite. Hmm. That's, That's a, a respite. Um, it's it's a like reprieve. Oh, okay. It's a word I only ever read, and it's hard to not say respite, but it's a respite. <laughs> um, but so they were they were granted like basically a sixty day stay of ex- execution, I guess for the sake of like appeals or something. I don't know that they actually had the opportunity for any appeals, but they were yeah. granted like a sixty day delay for their hanging. So, during that 60 days, they were kept at the Allegheny County Jail in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, this jail was run by Warden Peter Soffel. Peter and his family lived in the warden's residence inside the jail. Because that was a thing. So, the warden just lived inside of the jail. They had, like, a nice housing area of the jail for him wow. and his
1: family. No, thanks. Why would right. you want to have your family in the jail? Because, like, you have, like, I don't know, free
0: housing in 1901? I don't, I don't know. But they live there.
1: <laughs> um, interesting.
0: Yeah. So him, Peter, Warden Peter, and his wife, Kate, and their four kids all lived inside the jail. Kate had married Peter when she was 16 years old. And she's now 35 with four kids living inside of a jail. So apparently Kate was considered a homely woman, and one article at the time described her as having a hook nose, buck teeth, and a hunchback. Oh my gosh. But there's like actual pictures of her and she wasn't ugly. Like she was pretty cute, really. Huh. So I think articles back then just hated women and were really mean.
1: (laughs) She's got a hook nose and a hunchback and and buck teeth, teeth. but she's- Horrendous. (laughs) Horrendous. <laughs> she's kind of cute. Let me pull up a picture. Oh yeah, I mean, she she definitely doesn't have a hook nose. Yeah, and her mouth's closed,
0: so yeah, maybe she had buck teeth. But there's even a better picture of her.
1: I mean, she looks a little masculine. Look at this one. Well, that
0: one, she's pretty. They're old pictures, so they're not very detailed. Also, but like, yeah, I don't see a hunchback. No, she's not like a. She's like a little lady.
1: Yeah, they make it sound like she's like a the witch from Snow White or something.
0: Yeah, she has kind of a long nose, but it's, but it's thin, not like it's look. not hooked. She's 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 pretty. She's not yeah. ugly. Okay. Anyways. So articles back then were really fucking mean. Yeah. And it's not okay to shame women's bodies unless they're murderers and then we can do it. <laughs> uh. Okay, so poor Kate married this man when she was 16 years old. She's now 35. She has four kids. She's living inside of a fucking jail. Um, Apparently, she wasn't a super healthy person. Like, she was kind of sickly a lot and had spent a lot of time in a sanitarium trying to get healthy and stuff like that. And she was a God-fearing woman. She really believed in the, the Bible and the word of the Christian Lord. And... She asked her husband if she could start handing out Bibles to the prisoners at the jail to try and change the course of their life after they had such a bad path up to that point. And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> okay, fine. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you want to do. Just like, whatever. <laughs> just get your hook nose out there and give out those Bibles. <laughs> so <laughs> she she starts bringing the bibles around and she also starts like reading the bible verses to different inmates and at this point in time the biddle brothers were being held at the jail awaiting their execution oh and she helps them
1: find jesus she helps them find something <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so <Bow-chicka-wow-wow. laughs>
0: um Ed Biddle, the, like, handsome younger brother, was 11 years younger than her. So she's 34? 35. He's 24. And he works his magic, and soon she's just completely enamored by him. So slowly these Bible readings turn into, like, flirting, and the guy's telling her they're innocent, and she's just convinced that these nice boys could not have done this they are innocent there's no proof they did anything yeah they shouldn't be put to death this is insane
1: well so, obviously she's gonna just fall for that because they're like being nice to her and
0: she's their Shot out <laughs> like yeah. she's there she's the warden's wife like right they're gonna do everything they can to try and get her on their side and ed is super super charming like he wins women over left and right just with yeah. his picture in the newspaper. So
1: <laughs> oh, <Hello>,
0: swoon. <laughs> this hottie doesn't need to be hung I mean, hopefully he's hung, but he doesn't need to be. <laughs> I'm sure she found out. I don't I don't know if she did. Oh, I hope for her sake she did. I bet her husband was gross. <laughs> Probably. He married her at 16. She was a baby. She had no choice in her life up to this point. So She's like, these guys are innocent. This is wrong. I need to do what I can to help them. So she writes a personal letter to the governor and is like, hey, I'm the warden's wife. These guys are innocent. You need to give them a stay of execution and release them from prison. Oh boy, lady. <laughs> and the governor's like, no. Good. <laughs> you silly, silly woman. That's not happening. <laughs> and the governor's like, they were found guilty on like 40 charges of robbery. Right. One charge of murder of the grocer. And then they killed another cop when he came to their house to just, like, ask them some questions. So
1: They definitely killed some people. Yeah,
0: like, they for sure killed the cop. There was witnesses. There was other cops outside that they shot at also. Uh, (laughs) They definitely did bad things. Um, But she was in love, and she was convinced that the man she loved... Was going to be wrongfully put to his death. So she started plotting with the brothers. To help get their freedom. Oh boy. So it was like November of 1901. That she started talking to Ed. And by December. I don't know when she started talking to him. But by November. They were having like intimate conversations. And she was falling in love with him. By December they were plotting his escape. It was real quick. quick. But also like. He only has 60 days. Yeah.
1: So they got to get a move on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: She starts smuggling the brother's supplies under her petticoats. Oh, geez. That's the like poofy part, right? Yeah. Okay. So she starts bringing them things under her petticoats when she goes to these Bible readings. <laughs> she brings them multiple hacksaws. Oh, Jesus. And two guns. Let me just shove a hacksaw my petticoat. Thankfully, women had to wear, like, huge fucking skirts at the time, but still, she went out and bought saws and guns to sneak them into these guys in the jail that her husband was the
1: warden of. So They're probably going to kill her husband, huh? No. In their escape. Just
0: kidding. They don't. I mean, I think they would have, but they don't. (laughs) So, (laughs) on the night of January 29th, 1902 after the warden had fallen asleep and and so they were planning this whole thing out and they actually had it planned for later. They wanted to get more supplies and more prepared. Mm-hmm. But she overheard that there was going to be a search of all the cells for contraband yeah. and stuff. And she knew they had these hacksaws and guns that she had given them. And yeah. so they had to like expedite their plan like tonight.
1: Well at least they had the insider notice. Yeah. I guess.
0: Uh, so, on the night of January 29th, 1902, after the warden had fallen asleep, Kate used chloroform on him to make sure that he oh. wouldn't wake up. Wonder where she got that idea.
1: <laughs> oh, I wonder. Yeah.
0: So then around 4 a.m. the next morning, Ed called out to the guard from his cell and was like, Hey, my brother's really, really sick. You need to go get the cramp medicine. He's he's bad. Like you need to go get it right now. And the guard was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> and so the guard leaves to go get the medicine. And I guess this is when the brothers pulled out their hacksaws and just started going to town at the bars. So when the guard came back, they busted through the bars that they had sawed mostly through wow. and fought the guard physically. So they grab the guard. They end up throwing him over a guardrail where he fell 16 feet onto a cement floor.
1: Oh, geez.
0: Yeah, he hit his head. They thought he was going to die. Somehow he pulls through. Wow. In the long run when he eventually is found. Um, so then they pull out the guns that Kate had smuggled them, and they run into another guard and they just shoot him. He didn't die either. He was injured, wow. but he did not die. And there's one more guard on duty, and they hold him at gunpoint, and they force him into the dungeon of the jail. Yikes. Which is what, like, a lot of articles called it, but, like, did we have dungeons and jails in 1902?
1: I mean, I guess it would just be, like, the
0: basement. Like, the social isolation area? Yeah. Like, the, whatever that's called.
1: The, what do they call it? Lip? No. The, the shoe. The shoe, yeah.
0: Uh, so they they put him into some sort of dungeon in the basement, so no one could hear his screams, and just lock him in the cell in the basement. And that all the guards are taken care of now. Wait. So then they go to the library of the prison because it had a library, and that's where Kate was waiting for them. She leads them through the housing area that she lived in.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Out the front door onto the street.
1: For all her children.
0: <laughs> yeah. They were sleeping. And they walk a while and they jump on like a trolley for a little while. And then they walk some more to another little town where they stole a sleigh and a horse.
1: A sleigh and a horse. Yeah. This is
0: really north. Pennsylvania is really high up in the United States. And it's January.
1: Okay. So, yeah.
0: So, they steal a sleigh and a horse from a farm, and they start heading north to Canada. So they had like a two-hour head start because the changeover and shift didn't happen until 6 a.m. And they did all this at 4 a.m. And so the next shift comes on and they find the other guards. Like one of them's been shot. The other one's been thrown over this railing. The other one's there's, locked there's, in
1: the basement. In yeah. What's happening?
0: So the warden wakes up at some point and he goes to the jail portion of his house and (laughs) sees this commotion happening. And he's like, holy shit, I need to tell my wife what we slept through last night. So he goes back to like the housing area and she's gone. And he had this like weird feeling that maybe she liked Ed a little too much. So he's like, oh shit, my wife had something to do with all this. So he, he immediately tells the detectives looking into it. Like, I think my wife helped.
1: It's my wife she she's not safe like i'm outing her yeah she she's probably with
0: them fyi also i resign
1: <laughs> i should <laughs> I should probably not
0: be warden anymore right. so, so he resigns so the trio's heading to canada in their sleigh but it was like extremely cold outside and kate's like this little lady who's not super healthy and she's like i need to stop like this cold is gonna kill me yeah and so they stop at this hotel that was on the way they get a warm meal they like just trying to regroup before they get back on the road let the weather warm up a little bit in the morning and they stay there for four hours and then they get back in their sleigh and hit the road but after that they only make it nine more miles before the search party finds them they only had a two-hour head start and they stopped for four hours yeah that's bad choice
1: yeah you made a mistake yeah, Uh. so there
0: is there wasn't like paved roads, but they're going up this like trail that soon eventually became like Highway 8 or something in Pennsylvania or State Road 8. I'm not really sure. Sorry, Pennsylvanians, <laughs> but uh, they are heading up this road. Soon the posse of men catch up with them and they like try and stop them but they're not really taking any chances because they know these people are fucking murderers.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah, so as soon as they know for sure that it's the men they're looking for, they just open fire. So Ed was shot 17 times. Wow. And Jack was shot a bunch of times. (laughs) I don't know how many. And Kate was shot one time, either in the chest or in the back of her chest area. Unsure. But surprisingly enough, none of them died right away. Right away. So all three of them were taken into custody, super injured. And then they had to take a super cold sleigh ride back to the fucking jail slash hospital. It said, like, some places were like, they brought them all back to the jail. And I'm like, they've all been shot. Yeah. And they bring Kate into surgery. So I know they at least were like trying to save her. I yeah. feel like they were trying to save all of them. So I feel like they probably brought them to the hospital, not the jail, but maybe they just called the doctor to the ho- jail. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? So they get them all back to the hospital slash jail and are trying to save their lives. And Ed wakes up for a little bit and he's like, he he admits to them that Kate was the only person that helped them ex- escape and that she thought they were innocent and she didn't want innocent men to be put to death. So they're like, uh huh. But Jack, <laughs> uh-huh. we knew it. <laughs> but Jack was always like a really chatty dude. So yeah. he's been shot a bunch of times and he's not shutting up. Like he's just going oh. on and on about everything. And then he started feeling like he was going to die. And so he just was like, I know I've done bad things in this world. I'm a Christian man. I never killed anyone. I'd like to talk to the wife of that grocer and just really tell her what really happened. Um, Like on and on about how he was innocent and he knew he would be meeting God soon and all this stuff. But at some point he also mentioned that um, if him and his brother had just stolen two horses, they would have been able to get away, but they had to get the stupid sleigh because they couldn't abandon the woman who had helped them. Yeah. So he was like, ah, if we would have just left her behind, we could have gotten away with it. So I guess. Not wrong. Good on them for not leaving her behind, I guess. (laughs) But both brothers died the next day, just like three hours apart from each other. Oh, wow. Ed, they were like, sure he was done because he was barely conscious at conscious after they took him in. But they weren't sure about Jack, but then he ended up dying too. Um, Kate, underwent surgery for her bullet wound i don't know if it was still lodged inside her and they had to remove it or if they were just like sewing it up or what but she had surgery and then the day after her surgery she started experiencing the symptoms of pneumonia and they were like oh this is because she was in that super cold sleigh not properly dressed for it and then she got shot and then she was transferred back to the hospital in another really cold sleigh while she had a gunshot wound, but." she was able to recover from the pneumonia and the gunshot and wow. she was arrested <laughs> uh, and she went on trial so there there's conflicting stories about who shot her apparently she said it three different times three different stories so one story is that she shot herself they knew they were caught and they were all just going to commit suicide and so she tried to shoot herself in the heart and it just didn't work another story is that she asked Ed to shoot her because she didn't want to commit suicide when they were caught. And he did it. And then the third story is that one of the cops did it. But that one's been dramatized. And they say her husband did it. Because when she saw Ed get shot so many times, she assumed he was dead. And she pled for her cu- husband just to kill her because the love of her life was dead. So he oh. shot her in the chest. Heck. Huh. So I'm pretty sure either she just shot at herself or, like, a stray bullet happened to hit her from yeah. the cops. I, I don't think her husband was even there. But, but that's no, a fun, I... fun traumatization. Yeah, super drama. Um, so she recovers. She's arrested for her part in the escape. And she goes to trial for it and she receives the maximum sentence of two years.
1: Oh, maximum sentence of two years. You helped these murderers escape from prison. Yeah. And,
0: like, they could have killed those guards easily. Yeah. They're lucky they didn't. But right. whatever. Uh, so, while she's being held, her husband files for divorce from her. Her family and friends mostly just turn their backs on her. She kind of loses everything she ever had. She got released early for good behavior. I don't know how early... I don't know how much time she actually served. Yeah, wasn't anywhere. Um, And she moved in with her sister. She became a seamstress and basically struggled financially for the rest of her life. At one point after she was released, there was a vaudeville show about the escape. um, Like telling the story about the warden's wife who helped the handsome criminal escape. And she starred in the show. Oh, Jesus. For real? Yeah. And it didn't do great. (laughs) And they actually got the horse and the sleigh that was stolen to be in the show. Oh, wow. Like the actual horse and the actual sleigh. Huh. But um, her ex-husband, the warden, sued the show for using his real name and their daughter's real name in the story. And it was oh. shut down and she didn't make any money off of it.
1: Where's uh, oh, her right? Yeah,
0: so she ended up sh- opening a dressmaking shop eventually, and she worked like her hands to the bone. She, she didn't do anything but work for the rest of her life, and she got typhoid fever in 1909 and died on August 30th, 1909
1: at age 42. Wow, that's not a very long life. No. Nope.
0: The old jail where she lived and the men escaped from still stands. It's one of those super cool looking buildings I would like to see. And it's still actually in use, not as a jail, but it's uh used for the Albany County Court of Common Pleas Family Division. So it's just like an office for a government thing. And many pl- people people believe it's haunted. Probably. Yeah, so after the help the men escape and stuff. Eventually it was converted into a larger jail without a residence in it. And so there wasn't people living inside like families, but that area became like an office for the people running the prison or the jail. And they were like, weird stuff happens in this room that used to be her bedroom. Like pictures move on their own. Sometimes they feel like a cold hand on their shoulder when no one else is in the room, stuff like that. Oh man. Um, prisoners reported seeing the brothers walking the halls, stuff like that. Um, it's a really cool looking old building that's still just like a building people go to for work every day. That's so crazy. That's nuts, yeah. It was built in like 1860 something. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's the story. Story.
1: Story of that's the, the story. story of the Biddle brothers. That one was good. Yeah, it was crazy, huh? Yeah. And freaking the warden's wife helping him escape.
0: I feel bad for her.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like,
0: she never really got to see her kids anymore after that. Oh, I'm sure not. Like she And she went by her maiden name a lot or by her brother-in-law's last name. She kind of tried to, like, just blend in. And she yeah. opened this dress shop and... She just worked herself sick, but she was really good at it. Like, she just worked, 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 like, worked herself to death is what her friends say. But she never dated again. She never tried to have any other sort of relationships again. She, I think she really regretted what she did and then just lived a really sad life and died young.
1: Yeah, I'm sure she probably was like, well, that probably wasn't my... The brightest idea. Yeah, but she was convinced they were innocent and couldn't let innocent men be put to death
0: because one of them was
1: super hot. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy that, I don't know, that's just nuts to me how just because he was good looking, there was just all the swooning and, oh, he's not not guilty.
0: Yeah, and there's actual pictures of them. So I'll post them in our, our little preview picture. But... Jack or John definitely was not good looking.
1: Yeah. But this one.
0: <laughs> but and and some articles were like, oh, the brothers were good looking and they both had fans, but I'm pretty sure it was all for Ed. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I don't know, good looking for the time, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um <laughs> what does one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob?
1: Um I don't
0: know if we don't get some support, people will think we're nuts.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> our Our dad jokes are pretty pretty
0: rough, <laughs> pretty
1: wonderful.
0: You're welcome, listeners.
1: <laughs> that one is pretty good though.
0: <laughs> My mom sent me one, but it's kind of long. uh husband and a wife are married for sixty years. And the husband turns to the wife one day and he's like, I, I can't help but notice that one of our six kids just doesn't look anything like the others. You can be honest with me. Did you have an affair? And she <laughs> she turns to him and she says, I, I did. And he's like, okay, well, whose kid is he? And she says, he's yours. Because oh. the rest aren't. Uh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I probably told her wrong, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. He's yours. He's yours. Yeah, I butchered that one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that one took me a second. And my mom said uh, that to me, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then she was like, no, oh, Dad didn't like it. Like, yeah, I can see men finding that less funny. Yeah. <laughs> and she thought that was yeah. really funny. <laughs> uh. hmm. Okay, anything else you want to say to our listeners?
1: Oh, I don't have any any extra good stuff this week. How's California? It's good. The weather this past week was so nice, and it's going to be pretty nice. I mean, I can't complain. It's going to be like high 50s, low 60s next week or this coming week, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold here. It's cold and wet and gross. Yeah, I know. Erin's suffering through that. Yeah, because the U.S. Halfway family. House on base. Yeah. The Halfway House. That's what he calls it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I know yeah. a guy that lived in a halfway
0: house. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, when me and Taylor, like became friends, he was living in a halfway house. Oh, wow. Yeah, he uh, got arrested on his 18th birthday for oh. having cocaine in his pocket at school, like in oh. high school. And since he was technically an adult and on school property, it was, Uh, like, major charges. Yeah. So he got huge charges, served some jail time, and then lived in a halfway house for a while. And then after he got out of the halfway house, he still had to live on, like, um, assisted living. I don't know what they call it, but, like, in a group home sort of thing. Yeah. Where they didn't have the same, like, curfews as the halfway house, but they still had, like, supervision. Yeah. yeah and then i dated his roommate that <laughs> he lived with in the assisted living house
1: oh yikes and
0: he cheated on that point bueno. and then i started dating spencer <laughs> <laughs> romance and the rest is history <laughs> basically uh okay yeah oh i guess we have to do our like closing shit thanks for listening <laughs> everybody <laughs> <My> prep like i <laughs> am okay, for real this time Thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on social media. Reach out to us if you want. We're here. We'll listen. We'll respond. We love you guys. If you want more details about these cases, look at our show notes. And we'll
1: see you next week. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.